That's right, that's right. We are live, back in action, attacking your speakers from the bleachers, from the 49-yard line to the end zone. This is the 49ers forecast presented by the Sports Column in conjunction with Rufus Sports. This is the second episode of the 49ers forecast, which will be all about the San Francisco 49ers team and the NFL as a whole. I love my NFL. It'll always be in there. We're still a few weeks away from kicking it off against the Arizona Cardinals. So until the real action takes place, we're going to concentrate on training camp and what we expect to see from the Niners in 2020. We're getting there, guys, only a few weeks away. Uh, First, San Francisco is a bit ahead of the game, guys, as you know, they played their last game, the last game of 2019, obviously in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. So basically, they're coming back as a whole. This roster, again, is really as a whole. Teams like the Niners, the Ravens, Saints, Chiefs, you know, same sort of advantage. When you're bringing back your core nucleus, your guys right there, same coach, same quarterback, you know, uh, offensive line, defensive line, all sorts of that. We're bringing back really a whole team, 22 squad. If you guys missing here and there and that, I understand. But we're looking good going into the year as opposed to some other teams, you know. And I also love the fact that nobody's even talking about the 49ers. This is great. Nobody's talking about the Niners. It's all about Brady and the Bucks, Cam and Belichick in New England, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur in Green, in, uh, Green Bay. You know, that whole dispute that's going on there. Will the Chiefs repeat? Will the Ravens and Lamar Jackson get over the playoff hump? Will Dak and the Cowboys come to a deal ever? Will it work out? And what's going on with the Washington football team? Guys, there's so much. And again, they're not even talking about the defending NFC champion 49ers, dude. Fine with me. Don't talk about it. It's just like last year. We'll come in, creep up on you, take the NFC, and then go to the Super Bowl and hopefully this time win the damn thing. So you right now are on the 49ers forecast with Jason Fearman. You can find me on Twitter at SportsProfit1. On Sundays, you can always hang out with me and the team at the 3rd and 3 podcast with Damian Adams, the real deal with Damian Adams, and of course, Tricky Nikki G. She's amazing with our knowledge with Nikki Sports Trivia. On Sundays, 3rd and 3 podcast, we have an amazing time. And again, big shout out to the sports column. If you enjoy writing, if you enjoy podcasts, go to them. They'll give you a shot. They definitely will. That's the sports call, col.com. Check them out. Email them. See what's up. Now, on to our boys. On to the 49ers. Quick topics. Again, this is going to be a long uh, podcast or forecast. Now, 49ers forecast. When we get into the season, week one, we're going to be rolling. Full hour, maybe even two hours. Plenty of guests. Uh, hopefully, get some guys on the team to come throughout the week. But um, really, again, just training camp right now. And I kind of want to talk about, um, you know, what we expect to see from the Niners going in. Again, I mentioned we have a big advantage bringing back all our guys. So here we go. Resting some of our veterans in training camp is the right thing to do. You want to rest a lot of people, but we got to catch up quickly. But you can rest, Sherman, uh, you know, Richard Sherman, D Ford, Nick Bosa, guys who have been here and know what they're doing. So they'll get their rest, keep them fresh for the season, as obviously it's a very strange year all around. Um, but we do have a little trouble in the wide receiver situation. You know, Debo is, you know, practicing, playing. Um, he's not 100%, but we need that guy. He's our number one in a lot of different ways, not just receiving the ball, but again, running the ball. We all know what he can do. 
He's absolutely incredible. He's a beast. He doesn't care about dodging tackles. He'll come right at you, and he's a wide receiver. It's great. And he don't even look that big. So love Debo. Um, hopefully we'll have him full go against Arizona in week one. Brandon Ayuk, a rookie from Arizona State, dealing with a left hamstring injury right now. So he's sidelined for a bit. Um, just that's it. Sideline him until he's ready to go and can start running, you know, fully. Uh, we need him, all right, because he's expected to be our second wide receiver, whether he's at the X or the Z position. But in the slot position, look out for Dante Pettis, okay? This is his third year in the league. He's had a lot of injuries already, which is not a great start. But if we have him in the center, you know, in the middle of the field, along with George Kill, obviously, at the tight end position, and Pettis at the slot, that's great. That makes Aluke's job and Samuel's job that much more easier. And it makes Jimmy G's job a lot easier, who I'm going to get to in a second. But Dante Pettis coming back, don't underestimate it. It's a big freaking deal, guys. I'm telling you right now. He's that kind of guy, whether you want to call like a Judy, Julian Edelman, Wes Welker over in the middle, one of these great slot receivers, Troy Brown back in the day. He's the guy who can catch 80 to 100 balls, and maybe they might be for five or six or seven yards, you know, a catch, but they're going to be quality catches, quality football, baby. That's what we're all about. We know it. Quality football on the 49ers forecast. Keeping it going over here. I said I was going to get into Jimmy G. I want to do that real quickly. Look, we know what Jimmy G is. You know, he looks good mostly on the intermediate routes, but what's his ceiling? How far can this guy go? My problem is I really don't know. Look, on third and three over the weekend, me, Nikki, and Damian were going over the NFC West. That was our last division uh, to talk about before we get into our full aspect rankings and whatnot. And while we're doing it, yeah, I had the 49ers as probably the best running team, even the watch out for Arizona with Kenyon Drake and if Chase Edmonds is healthy, that could be a problem. But yeah, we got Raheem Moster. Now, Jarek McKinnon is coming back. Jeff Wilson Jr. injured last year, looking really good getting into the mix right now. Mostert's been a weird thing. He was almost going to get traded, not getting paid the money that he wanted to. I understand that. He even sat out today's practice on Tuesday. Um, I think this is more of a, you know, did not practice sort of thing. Hopefully everything's going to be all right over there. Love to have him in the mix. With McKinnon, who we've been waiting for two years for this guy to come, Jarek McKinnon, formerly from uh, Minnesota and even Detroit for a second, I believe, uh, over there in the NFC North. So he's got incredible skill, incredible athletic ability. I could just picture the type of things that he can do with Debo in the backfield on motions and things before the play is even called. Wow, wow, wow. I can see a lot of beautiful stuff happening there. So Let's hope we got those three guys, because as we know, Matt Breida, now in Miami, he's gone, so we don't have him anymore, even though he barely even played last year. But when he did, the guy was amazing. So let's hope that Wilson can take over that role with McKinnon and have a healthy Raheem Mostert as well. Looking at the off, uh, looking at the line, look at, look, I want to look at Solomon Thomas for a minute. This guy, I, you know, I've been watching camp like crazy and reading reports and all that stuff. Look, that's my job right now to bring to you guys the 49 forecast he has been for freaking nominal, phenomenal. And that's, again, the crux of our team, our front four on defense. If Solomon Thomas is kicking ass and taking names over there, awesome. That's what we need. On the inside line, he could play outside, he could play inside, but we want him on the inside. He is dominant, demanding double teams, taking control. That's what the 49ers do. We rush four. You know, again, 
with Bosa and Armstead and whoever's going to be there and whatnot. Even Fred Warner and the other linebackers can chill. We could play like a seven-man secondary and let our front four just go. You saw Nick Bosa in the Super Bowl last year, 12 quarterback hurries. What, are you freaking kidding me? And that's him alone. So they're doing amazing. Look, you know the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Same formula. Four-man rush. Rotate the guys so we're fresh. We got five to six linemen we can put on there. Let's do it the right way. And that's how we really got there. And again, like I said, Fred Warner, Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw, they can all not kick back and relax, but they can watch out for that running back coming out of the backfield, maybe making a catch a lot easier or pick up a slot receiver coming over the middle. It makes their job easier. It makes the secondary's job easier. Our front four is the key. It always will be until there's another time and dimension in the 49ers universe, all right? So looking at the other teams in the division real quick, Seattle, really not that impressed with them, even though I'm kind of shocked. They're Super Bowl odds. I think they're the sixth overall team with odds to uh, actually win the Super Bowl. The 49ers are third, even though nobody's talking about them. Chiefs, obviously, at the top. Ravens, two. Niners, three. Saints, four. Bucks, five. They put the Cowboys in there at six. I'm not really so sure about that. But, all right, like I said, in the division, Seattle always scares us. We always play them the last week of the season. We do again week 17 this year. And that could very well be for the NFC West crown. It could be for the NFC conference title overall. All right, as being the number one and only number one seed this year, as the playoffs again have changed, seven teams will get in and there will be one bye. We would all love for the 49ers to be that team at the one bye and get that extra week of rest. Again, being a cohesive unit and knowing that we're together and have been together for a while, we can use extra time off. So we'll take it when we can get it. Seahawks, you always have to worry about because Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes, I said it. Better than Pat Mahomes, better than Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson. I don't care who you name right now. Russell Wilson's the best. So we got to watch out for him. The Rams, they're sneaky. I'm not sure what we're going to get. If Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, you know, he can stay healthy this year and do their thing. And Jared Goff remembers how to throw the ball accurately. Yeah, they can have a pretty good offense. Their defense, not bad at all. You know, they're a pretty good defensive team. You got Aaron Donald. Uh, you know, in the front four, and then you got Jalen Ramsey in the secondary, a couple of good linebackers. Um, they don't worry me so much as a team like even Arizona does now, and not just because of D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins going over there, along with Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, with Kyler Murray, who was a fantastic athlete, already coming into his own. I know there were 5-10-1 last year, if memory serves, but at the same time, you got to look at what he's doing and how he progressed. Yes, he's short. <laughs> he's shorter than half the quarterbacks. You know, I mean, he's, he's a short guy, but it doesn't matter. So is Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, you know, Doug Flutie back in the day, for God's sake. He gets it done, Kyler Murray. So I'm worried about them, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But again, we're great on D. Their defense, they don't worry me too much, all right? Uh, I want to go to tight ends a little bit over here, deviating. Um, George Kittle. He was talking a little bit about the tight ends, talking about training camp in general, the hard-hitting drills they're having now, um, how there's really pride on the offensive side and the defensive side right now just in training camp. They're taking it hard. They're taking it serious. They're taking it like a team 
who just lost the Super Bowl and wants to win it this year. So they're not just giggling, having a great time. Yeah, they're having fun in training camp and whatnot, but they're getting the job done. And that's a testament also to Kyle Shanahan making sure his team is working. I love that all around. Kittle also said that he's seen um, our first-round pick, Javon Kinlaw, in person. He said it was terrifying how big of a man this guy is. So, wow. Uh, Not hearing complaints from any players at all. Everybody's in sync. You know, we got the new tight end room like I was talking about. Kittle is in charge. We got Charlie Warner over there now. Big dude, 6'5", rookie out of Georgia. He's going to play, all right? We're going to see two tight end sets out of the 49ers this year more often than you think. He's going to fit right in like he's fitting in the room. Uh, Learning from Jordan Reed, another veteran who we picked up, played for the Redskins for a long time. So big on the return of Trent Taylor also, who's a little wide receiver, but um, George Kittle says he's got all the faith in the world in this guy. So Trent Taylor, I don't know, a name to uh, to think about. Another Trent, Trent Williams. I talked about him a little bit last show. He is conforming to the team easily. I said that again, easily. Taking advice from his teammates on certain schemes and plays to help him be prepared for the season opener. You know, Williams... Credits to Nick Bosa tremendously, and especially Nick Bosa, for getting him ready as the two have been going at it hard, one-on-one battles in training camp, you know, Oklahoma drills, whatever you want to call them, but they've been going one-on-one hard and all in love and fun, but taking it seriously. If one gets the better of the other one time, the other one comes back hard the next. It's who's going to be the best and all done and all in good fun, like I said, but it's all about the preparation They are preparing to go back to the Super Bowl, be up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and win this time. They want it. They're ready. Ask Lake Tomlinson, our offensive lineman, one of our better offensive linemen. He's been showing, just shining in his sixth season right now in training camp. Yes, again, when we get on the field in week one and throughout the season, we'll see what happens. But great things I'm hearing out of Lake Tomlinson. He's a guy who's extremely durable. He's reliable. And he's available. All right, he took every snap last year with the 49ers, every single one. So Trent Williams also says that Lake Tomlinson has been a huge help, all right, to this newcomer's preparation over here. So very, very happy to hear about all that. So great stuff going on with the Niners in camp right now, cohesive, getting together, understanding some of the new players coming in, conforming and getting it. Look, this team seems ready to go. Are the Niners a team that needs home field advantage? No, they they don't. They don't need it. I would like to have it, but we don't need it because we run the ball and we play defense, which means that our game can go anywhere. So that was a question I wanted to pose to you guys, along with a few more. The NFC contenders, who were our biggest ones? Is it Seattle, the Saints, the Vikings, Cowboys, Eagles, Bucks with Tampa, Atlanta? Are they going to come around? I don't really know. It's probably the Saints, my boy Damien's team. You know, they got Emmanuel Sanders, who we had last year. But Seattle is always fearful in that division. If the Cowboys get it together, watch out. And also, the Eagles are a very underestimated team. But I believe that the 49ers are still the favorites in the NFC. Do you? Hit me up at Sports Profit 1. That's the number one. All right? And we could talk about this right back and forth about what we're expecting out of the 49ers, if we think they're the favorites. 
if home field advantage does matter, about the newcomers coming in. But yeah, I think that they're the favorites, and I think that they'll probably end up with something like a 13-3 type of record again, and that should and could be good enough to get them the number one overall seat. Is Jimmy G holding the team back? It's another question I have for you guys. Is he the guy that we want there to, quote-unquote, manage the game, maybe do a little bit better than that? He doesn't make long downfield accurate throws, and... In a way, that's okay because that's not the type of, type of team that we are. But it'd be great to have that downfield speedster who could just take the top off the ball and let Jimmy rip it. But that's not what we do. So is he holding us back? In that aspect, yes. But as a team, no. Because we're an intermediate short route throwing team and especially a, a running team. All right? So he may not be holding us back, but we need more out of Jimmy G and more out of what he did in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl last year. Let me ask you something else. Do the Niners need to throw downfield more? Do they have to throw downfield more? Despite what I just said, they do. You know what? You need to have at least that threat. Because if you don't, you're going to have one safety. You're not going to have double safeties. You're not going to get that coverage where it's, um, excuse me, zoned down the field and the safety can free flow wherever you want. You need to have that one speedster where he may take double coverage. He may take the safety in the corner, you know, to take care of him. Is Brandon Ayuk going to be that guy? Trent Taylor, is he going to be that guy? I don't know. But I believe that we do need that threat, despite that we didn't really have it last year at all and still managed to go all the way to the Super Bowl. But it'd be really nice to have that extra added piece to go along with everything that we do so you know what? Yeah, I think we need it, even though we don't run our team that way. All right. couple more questions for you guys before we get out of here for the day. Can San Fran rinse, wash, repeat what they did on defense last year? I say, yeah. Nick Bosa coming into his second year can only get better, and that's scary as hell. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, like guys I mentioned before, it's Solomon Thomas and Eric Armstead. And all these guys, yeah, I know we lost to Forrest Buckner, but now we got Kinlaw coming in. So many great things. Again, those four and a few more that we have that, again, rotating in and out. And our linebackers, which I love and know where to be and do the job and get interceptions. Yeah, I think the defense could do exactly what they did last year and maybe even do it a little bit better. Because if anything, like I spoke about on the last show, we could use a little help in the secondary and the reason why our secondary looked as good as it did last year was because of our front four. So you do it again? Yeah, we're going back to the bowl, baby. We are going back to the bowl. One last thing. <laughs> do we have any worthy fantasy football players on our team? Um, not Jimmy G, no. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Jarek McKinnon. They're going to split carries most likely. So I don't know if any of them is a number one, two running back. Maybe a flex player at best. Debo, he might be the best guy until we see Brandon Alu get out there. George Kittle, of course, he is a guaranteed thing. He's going to go in the second, third, at, at worst, fourth round in drafts. But, yeah, probably second or third round. So Kittle, no question about it. But the other guys, yeah, we don't really have too many fantasy players, which is kind of amazing saying that we have such a great team, but we don't have those one dudes that stand out except for Kittle. And thank God for George Kittle. He's such a team player. He wants to not just learn, but also tutor and mentor the guys who are coming in, help out whatever he can. So much energy. 
You cannot love what he brings to the team. I love this whole team right now. It's beautiful. I love our coaching staff. I love John Lynch and what he's done and who he's brought in. So happy about everything. Again, got my Niners jersey ready to go, which will be worn every Sunday, every Thursday night they play, and every Monday night they play. Looking forward to so many things this year. Let's just hope it's, again, a very healthy year. That's what we need all over the place, around the NFL. Health, let's keep it smart, guys. Let's not go out to bars. Even Le'Veon Bell was quoted as saying, in a joking manner with Sam Darnold, hey, keep everything cool, man, but just keep keep away from bars. Not that Sam Darnold is going to bars all the time, just the fact that we have to monitor ourselves in the NFL. It's not the NBA we have a bubble where, you know, they're not going out and all this tracing and everything. Everybody's in the hotel and things are working out great so far uh, into the first round of the playoffs in the NBA. But football, baseball, as we've seen, whole different story with all the traveling. So health first. Let's pray that all works out before the season opener and continuing on to the season. But again, this is all about the 49ers, baby. 49ers forecast. Here we go. We're getting ready to get into it. In a few weeks from now, we're going to be talking about game one, week one. I can't wait against the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray, who I'm getting a little scared of right now. I'm not going to lie to you. But awesome stuff going on right now. Again, just wanted to get some training camp action in. Ask you guys a few of those questions at the end. Hit me up at Sports Profit One. We can talk 49er football. We can talk NFL football. If it's football, I am in all the time. All right, shout out to my third and three team over there. Nikki and Damien, love you guys. The sports column, appreciate you all. Thank you again for the support, following, subscribing, everything. The numbers have been great because of you guys. Really appreciate it. This show's going on all season long, all year long, with the 3rd and 3 podcast going strong, coming at you every day, all day. Guys, we're out for now. Until next week, I will be joined with a special guest. I'm not going to give it away yet, but... He has been interviewed by Linda Cohen of ESPN. Very interesting. Won't give it all away. We'll talk about it next time. 49 is forecast. We're out.